Welcome to the Self-Care Society podcast with your hosts, Celia Williamson, Ashley Kucher, Louis Guardiola, and Carrie Shaw, a podcast devoted to those whose job it is to help others get or remain mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy, but who also need to take care of themselves. How we're going to do this? By first showing you the filtered, pretty version of success, and then the real struggles, real work, and raw grit it took to get there, how they took care of themselves and also achieved their goals while doing it. Together, we will work with you to improve and maintain your internal health and growth while helping you achieve your external goals and your next professional achievement in life. And we're excited to show you how to follow your own individual and unique path and achieve the dreams you have while taking good care of yourself. So let's get started. Put on your own oxygen mask first. This is our topic for today's podcast. If you've taken a flight in your past or recently on an airplane, you probably heard the flight attendant remind you to put on your own oxygen mask before helping others if there should be a crisis on the airplane. So meaning that secure your own safety before you try to help anyone else. But on the ground, so many helping providers don't or won't take the time to tend to their own emotional needs, a failure that might very well impact your work with your clients. We would guess that dysfunctional beliefs about seeking help or admitting there are problems probably exist in many health care providers, and helping professionals. The good news is that we can effectively combat our own dysfunctional thinking and behavior, as well as we will see, as we will discuss in this podcast. Instead of, I should have, I shouldn't have any psychological problems, we would encourage you to think something like, it's not having a negative emotion or stress reaction that is the problem. These will occur because I'm human. It is how I manage them that is important. And I owe it to myself to do the best I can do for myself in this regard. So let's take a look at some targets for intervention. To understand how helping providers can uh, be at risk for both burnout and high levels of distress, it might be helpful for us to take a look at um, how distress and caregivers uh, may help us look at considering appropriate targets for intervention or how to target an intervention. For example, changing the way that we think from a negativistic to um, or dysfunctional or a belief system that isn't um, realistic. It is hypothesized that the following factors may play a role in the development of negative emotional and behavioral outcomes that we've discussed earlier. So one would be one um, negative emotional um, area would be triggers at work, including both client-related and non-client-related work stressors. So there may be some things that may trigger you to have negative thinking or have um, not productive uh, responses to the situation. There might be some psychological characteristics of, of, of you that might um, impact. Maybe there's some things 
of communication, lacking assertiveness, um, some things that um, you need may need to polish up that might help you with dealing with negative emotional or behavioral outcomes. Your belief system, as I mentioned a little earlier, expectations and beliefs of the healthcare provider that we shouldn't be able to help people and regardless of how stressed we are. Um, our personal coping style, the coping skills that we have or lack of those, and uh, maybe our resources are diminishing and we don't have the bandwidth to deal with other issues that present in our client system. Uh, also, you know, we don't operate in a vacuum. Um, so your level of non-work related stress, you know, you may be having a loss, a death, a relationship breakup, uh, children's uh, health issues, etc. So those um, can trigger negativistic um, emotional and behavioral uh, responses. Maybe you got placed in a position. Um, I hear that from some of the community health workers that they get promoted to positions and with very little experience or training. So the degree to which you're you're trained to receive um, training received so that you can deal with the client system and the stressors associated with that. Um, there may be lack of a support system of your colleagues. Um, you know, maybe everyone is just trying to basically hang on by the skin of their teeth and are having uh, the same issues with stress. So using uh, that as a framework, um, it can predict the maximum levels of stress where a where a helping professional is at. Um, so there's a you may have a large caseload in managing many clients, as I just just mentioned. You may have unrealistic beliefs regarding the client system treatment or even some unrealistic beliefs of yourself as a helping professional. Um, maybe you work in a very autocratic agency, which makes many demands on you as a, as a professional, but provides little incentive or rewards or staff support, as I mentioned earlier. Again, the training to be able to cope with the emotional reactions triggered by the by the work that you're doing in the field. Um, maybe you have uh, your resilience is poor, that you're not able to bounce back as, as quickly because of all those external factors that we mentioned earlier, um, which leads to poor problem solving or coping skills. And again, um, you know, we don't operate in a vacuum and some of those issues that might be non-work related, may be impacting you. On the other hand, we might expect that low levels of stress would be found in helping providers who have few or few of the above factors that we just mentioned. Successful interventions and prevention efforts to reduce distress should target each of these areas. Um, let's look at some of the targets for intervention. Uh, one target would be reducing or better managing client-related and other work stressors. So how can you work with your supervisor maybe to look at your caseload, the um, high risk of your caseload and trying to maybe spread that out um, so that not one worker is having all the high-risk cases. 
Um, again, modifying and revising your dysfunctional beliefs and expectations as a helping professional. Again, you know, being realistic with um, how much you can give. So if you're having a lot of stressors at home, um, a death, et cetera, you know, you might want to take a mental health day just to uh, refuel your tank. The other um, targets for intervention, again, could be the training, you know, again, seeking and encouraging your, your supervisors, directors to um, provide training uh, to the staff. Um, and then finally, I'm um, helping to develop uh, better coping resources and problem solving skills, leading to a greater sense of self um, fulfillment or self direction. Again, this may be attending some continuing education workshops, again, per participating, continue to participate in the um, CHW uh, support self-care groups. Um, so that can help you hear how others are managing um, so that you're not feeling like you're the only one that's experiencing these things. Um, because we have to, again, realize that the population that we serve, uh, that you're serving um, as community health workers, um, come in with such uh, high levels of stressors. You know, they could be, you know, highly suicidal clients. They could be chronically depressed clients. They could be, you know, angry and volatile clients. Um, sometimes we, you know, they may be non-compliant, or we label them as non-compliant because we're not. Uh, focusing maybe on what the real issues are or the problem for that client. And then the client just doesn't follow up on what we recommend because it, we didn't hit the right issue. Um, you know, again, there might be some of your clients that have chronic illnesses that, that impede them to get the things done that they need to. Um, highly anxious clients. Um, and then, of course, your demanding or dependent clients. So, you know, to summarize, you know, putting on your own oxygen mask first is, you know, taking care of you, taking care of your needs, um, filling your gas tank up so that when you're dealing with these um, high risk, um, challenging clients, and I just mentioned, you know, some of the, the, the characteristics that you're able, better able to um focus on um, staying in the lane that the client needs you to stay in uh, so that you can feel more um, empowered to provide assistance. And then the client may uh, feel much more at ease to taking control or taking the wheel so that they can navigate through their own um, issues and get the resources that they need. So continue to participate in the self-care groups and, um, you know, working with your supervisor when you're feeling um, that you need to take a step back and get some oxygen so that you can get out there and take on the challenges of the extremely stressful um, role as a community health worker. But you can you got this uh, with the uh, fact that you're going to be focusing on self-care. Thank you. That concludes this week's episode. And remember, it's not selfish, it's self-care. <laughs>